All right, guys, here we go. Ahsoka. Episode four, spoiler heavy review. Thanks for joining me on the show here today. It is me, Christian Harloff. Yes, we're going to do a full-on Sith Council of myself and Michael Kalinowski a little later on today. So make sure you tune in for that. If you haven't already done it and you're brand new to the channel, you're like, oh, I want to see what this guy thinks about the Anakin thing. Yeah, it's a spoiler. So if you came in here not known as a spoiler, tough shit. Uh, 100,000 is what we're trying to get to, and we hope that you can help us. Help us. And hit that button. It is not a big thing today. That is a lie. That is a full-on lie. Um, so let's get into it, man. This is a uh, this is a really good episode. I, I talked about the – I had a, an immediate reaction after I watched it. It's funny. Someone said, immediate reaction. Huh? Looking at my watch. and uh, It's funny. I um, definitely watched it later than everybody else. I was watching The Nun 2 at the time. And then I'll have an out-of-the-theater reaction that'll post for that tonight. Tonight, I think I'm allowed to. So record it. It'll be out when it's out. All right, so let's get into this thing, man, because we started right away, right where we left off. And I think, and I saw some comments again yesterday from somebody going that episode three was a filler. Then you're not watching the show. You're not watching the show. And there's one thing to say, if you thought it was too short, it was. If you thought that there was a... You know, maybe not as much. I mean, I don't know what you could say as far as action and dialogue. There was a lot in three, and it for every everything furthered the plot, and it led us to here. What I will say is this: I think that this show, so far from what I've seen, could have been five episodes, maybe six. Um, doesn't need to be eight because the third episode and this episode together, someone's going to edit it together, and you're going to see it's going to be like. It, it's a it's a monster episode. It's like a, as far as things that happen, emotions that happen, things that build. When you watch episode three and four together, like one big episode, you can tell. Like imagine that when it left off on episode three, when Balin is kind of staring out there, you get right into where we are here with the with the ending of Ahsoka in the World Between Worlds. If that's the episode, people are losing their minds. So I think that they could have, and I, I do think, and I've always said this too, when people do the, well, Disney, Star Wars, Disney, Star, Disney's never going to do material like this. Disney doesn't write the creative, clearly. Because here's the thing, when people love this episode, no one's going, oh, look what Disney did. They're going, Filoni, look what Filoni did. But when, when, it's, when it's bad, they go, look, look what Disney did. What I will say is this, what I do think Disney is responsible for, because they want the ratings, they want the cash from it, they're providing the budget. What I do think, and I'm curious, I don't have any information on this, but what I'm curious is, do they say, look, spread this thing out to eight episodes. You might have longer episodes here, but spread them out. Give us give us eight episodes. Can you give us eight? And Dave Filoni had the story. He's like, I guess I could cut this one into two. And again, I, I don't know if any of this is factual, but I could see this being something where Disney's like, give us eight. And they go, all right, well, instead of doing this hour-long episode, let's just cut that in half, and we'll, but it'll be like 33, 34 minutes apiece. That makes a little bit more sense when you look at this episode, and you could also see that's when the Disney or any corporation comes in going, hey, we need more money, we need more, we want to stretch it out, get more ratings each week for those two. Um, that I can see. That is a, come on, Disney, That if that's the case. But the creative side of it, you can see what they did very strongly in this episode, and when we get right away... To, um, that's not it. When we get right away to the start of this, and 
they're on the ship. They're they're back. This had a very much the um, the the Minox and all this from Empire Strikes Back. This whole episode felt like an Empire Strikes Back, is where the last couple went New Hope. And I wonder if they're, if that's done on purpose. I wonder if the next few will be like Jedi. But this has a very Empire Strikes Back feel when they're trying to figure out how to fix this ship, how to get things going. Um, and um, and, I'll, and I'll tell you, Hu Yang is is quickly becoming one of my favorite droids. And he's he's trying to fix it up. They're trying to have this, they're having this conversation. And Ahsoka and Sabine have this conversation where Ahsoka knows what's coming. She knows that there's going to be a big problem here, and she's got to accept it, that they're going to run into this thing where they're going to have to destroy this map, and they're not going to find Ezra. And she's got to let Sabine... She's got to know if Sabine can do it. And even if they have this conversation last time, like, hey, don't take the map, and you took the map, and look what happened. I got to be able to trust you. And the second she says that, I think we all know, uh-oh, there's going to be some kind of scenario that pops up. So they're kind of softballing it on purpose to say that this is going to be a problem. And one of the one of the two, most likely Sabine, is going to be faced with this issue of we know how badly you want Ezra back. Can you can you let it can you let it loose? And we know the answer to that is no. Um, so they have this great conversation, and you know Sabine, I, I love the relationship between them, the way that they've been setting it up, and there's there are stakes, and this is what I will say, and I still, I am still a big advocate for the longer episodes, and this episode, and I look back and I think without the credits and without it's it's a short episode, it's like thirty four minutes or something something like that, maybe thirty six. It's a short episode. It felt longer. It felt longer, and there was enough meat inside of it. I still think it should have been longer, or I still think I I, I kind of I go back to what I said in the beginning of this video, and that's I think that they should have just had episode three and four as one giant episode, even if it meant seven episodes for the season, um, more so than it being a longer episode because they both filled out and they both had again. I push back to anyone, um, and and this isn't opinion. This is this isn't an opinion when you when you go through. What filler is? It's the is it just an episode? Just kind of like go away from the main plot. Just to, like Lost season two had tons of filler episodes, right? Does it take away? Does it add to the plot? Does it add to the emotion? Does it add to the characters in this adventure that we're on? If you say that three was filler, you are wrong. You're wrong. There's not. It's not. Well, my opinion is that it's filler. You don't know the definition of filler. Um, there's a difference. Now, if you say I didn't like it. And like the episode, then uh, then absolutely that's that's your prerogative to do, and you like it. But if you say it's filler, uh, I've called tons of Bad Batch episodes filler because they go on these different adventures, and it's like this a side character who you like, like. Wait a minute, what's what's happening? How does this add to the plot at all? I I can argue that in um, Mandalorian season three there were tons of filler episodes, right? But that wasn't a filler, and clearly where we get to here. When we're at this, uh, we're at this moment where it's it really it's it's a it's a great setup, and it also is the calm before the storm. As Sabine is carrying around a lot of baggage, you can see it, and there is this calm and peace with Ahsoka to where she's just like, okay, I got to be able to trust you here, and she's like, you can, don't worry about it. And Hu Yang comes back out, and this is when he starts working on the ship, and again, the relationship between these two is working, the relationship between all three of them, and I love how the droid cares. I love how the droid really cares about what is going on with both of these ladies and how he's got to lend his insight. And it's funny because the the 
criticism that I gave last night was watching. There were a couple times inside of the forest that it felt volumey, right? And someone's like, "Well, you can't complain about the volume." Yeah, I can if it if it's noticeable. You don't have to complain about it, but if I notice it, I'm going to complain about the volume, and I did. Um, but nonetheless, it wasn't so much like this scene to me. This shot looks great. There were just a couple of different times, and it wasn't it wasn't enough to it was drawing. And then there's other things like this. I love this whole scene. Balin, by the way. Ah, oh, breaks my heart, man. Ray Stevens is so awesome. He's just such a great, he's one, since Rome, has been one of my favorites. He is just stealing this show. He is stealing this show. Everything that he has done thus far, the character of Balin is not just this plain mustache twirling villain. He has depth to him. He's got, he says things. He doesn't want to do certain things, but he'll do it right away the way that he fights the way that he talks the way the things that he's he's like the perfect he's not a sith lord at least they don't call him one yet but this is the most detailed villain that we've gotten in a very very long time and i love what he's doing with shin i love their dynamic um how he's still kind of taking orders from morgan and the dynamic of the villains the villains are so are set up I would say so far, some of the best villains we've had in Star Wars in a very long time. Um, I mean, a very long time. Some of the best villains because they have purpose. And I, I gosh, I love what what Ray Stevenson, the great Ray Stevenson did uh, in his, one of his final roles. So, so good, man. Um, okay. So, yeah, Morgan is like, we've got to, we're ready. We just got to block these people off and Shin's like, we found them, you know, we've, we've, we found them. And this is this whole thing. We'll get into the Merrick stuff, which is fantastic. So happy the way this went down. So happy. But so Merrick, uh, snake eyes, I guess. And, uh, and Shin, they're like, all right, let's go. Let's we'll, we're going to go find these humps and then we'll, we'll take them out and uh, we'll be able to go off and have coffee with Thrawn next week. Um, and so they do. And he's, and I love this the same thing. So you nervous. You're, you're, I sense fear, and he's like, "Nah, it's experience. He's been through it. He knows. Like it's little lines like that, and just have faith. Faith lost faith a long time ago. Jumping into Ahsoka, the, I mean, the fallen Jedi, relevant to all of it, all of it. Obviously, the very end with Anakin, the fallen Jedi, the um, it, it, Balin himself. Hell, Ahsoka, if you want to argue it, right, and." It's it's just that little conversation that they have later on. Everything, the depth of, of this one leading into and it, and it did have like I said the the Empire Strikes Back parallels right. Whether it's the stuff with the ship, fixing the ship, trying to get off of the of the rock that they're on, but then the other thing that is the parallel is the kind of the, and everyone says this ever since empires. Oh, this is the empire strikes back of this. is This feel is going to be like the empire strikes back. The empire strikes back feel of this was relevant to it too, because it's bleak by the end of this episode and the bad guys seem to be winning. But yeah, man, fallen Jedi, very accurate. And then we start to, to move a little bit more as we stay in this, uh, in, you see the assassin, the HK droids are coming, are coming in hot. And this is where Sabine is, it's a follow-up kind of conversation where Ahsoka saw that it bothered her, but he ha she had to talk to her and say, look, this is, it's it's a tough, it's a tough thing that we're going through here, but we got to be able to right, make the right decision. 
are you going to be able to do that? And she's like, he, and she even says, to, as Sabine turns it back, she's like, are you? She's like, I'm going to have to do what, what I got to do. And she would have absolutely destroyed it. And then Hu Yang, this is one of my favorite parts of the whole show. <laughs> I love when Hu Yang is, is just down there and he's and he's working to hear something. And he starts throwing hands. He's he's not like, you know, he he knows he's overmatched. The the droid kind of pins him against the thing and he starts calling for help. But he's he's throwing hands. He's moving. He's he's he, I think he threw a knee. He's been watching some UFC and whatnot. But he um I loved that scene because he was he didn't hesitate for a second. He's been around for a long time. He's been working with Jedi for a long time, and it looked good. It looked good. And I loved the fact that he was throwing hands with this droid. And eventually, you know, he's he's overpowered, and he calls for help, and they realize, one, and it's, it's a, again, a good scene in the dynamic to where right away Sabine is like, what is this dopey droid doing? He messed up. She's like, nah, he wouldn't mess up. Something's wrong. She knows him. They run out and then all hell breaks loose, right? And they pff, shoots this thing right back of the head. I loved what they did with Sabine also in in this episode too, where the one of the, the a couple of the fears that I had and was worried about because it goes into internet speculation too of the stuff with Merrick and other things too, where people have all these theories and she's like, oh my god, I hope that doesn't happen. That's so stupid. Um, and one of the other things is like one of the cliches and. A few of the cliches I was worried about look like they might not be happening. And I hope that I'm I hope that I'm I'm right and wrong. Wrong in the fact that I thought they were gonna be happening. I thought Shin was turning good. It looks like Shin is 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 embracing evil. And I hope they keep her evil because she's crushing it as a villain as well. So I hope they keep her bad. People are telling me, I think you're wrong on this one, man. I don't think they're gonna turn her. I hope you guys are right. And right now, after this episode, I think maybe maybe you're right. There haven't been a lot of kind of teases that she could turn good. I think that, if anything, Balin, but I, I don't I want them to do that either. But um, but the other thing is Sabine, and they did it. They it felt rebels, not to lose you, but like there are certain things that you can tell that Filoni is a part of it because there's a there's a moment that we'll get to in a little bit. But like she when she's fighting Shin and she tries to use the force, and you're like, oh no, she's gonna use the force now. And she and Shin looks like, you don't have any power. And then she's like, the hell I don't. She shoots the freaking uh, weapon that she has. That's what she's always done. That's a, She's been scrappy. She's been a fighter. And the way that they played that was brilliant. And, and she used her blasters all over the place. She used the saber when she had to. When she was in trouble, she used the saber. But she, for the most part, she's going. She's, she's using the blasters. And she shoots this stupid thing right in the back of the head. Um, and then Ahsoka kind of takes out the other ones. And, and away we go. And the battle has begun. He Yang is is good to go, and he looks back. And he's like, you know it's going to take me a little bit more, a little bit more of a setback. But the battle was fantastic up up top, and this is just the droids themselves and the and the assassins. So they, now they know. All right, we we've got to we've got to make a move here. We got to get the hell out of here. And this is what Hu Yang tells him. He's like, listen, stick together. No matter what, stick together. They don't listen to him, but he, he they try to. And then they just start running, which I thought was hilarious. Run. And doesn't Ahsoka have, like, Jedi Force speed? Isn't she, like, I mean, maybe she was being nice, kept up with her. And then we cut to Hera. We have this scene where Hera ain't listening to anybody. She's like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to help my friends. I'm out of here. And they have this scene with this guy, and she's like, you'll think of something. And this, this part where he's like, uh, something, something, something. I don't know if that joke worked for anybody. It didn't work for me. But the guy was a good actor. Just like it was just a bizarre, it was just a bizarre exchange. Um, and unless he comes back and he's got more to do later on, and and that's kind of his thing. 
um, which would be interesting. But maybe they, maybe that's what they're going to do. Um, but then, yeah. So we we get we get Jason in the cockpit with her. Now, if you watched Rebels, the the last part of Rebels, he's always flying around in the ship with her. People are like, why is he flying around in the ship with his mom? He's been flying around in the ship with his mom for a while. And um and then and then we get the fact that that Carson, Paulie's back. Well, there's the entire fleet. I love that keep showing the fleet, but they have, but then they have uh, Carson coming back, and that was great to see. He's, he, I mean, he's he's all over the place. He's in every. He's he's got to be in the movie. He's got to be in the movie. So the fleet goes off, and they're like, "All right, we're we're with you." And I love this guy. I don't remember this guy's name. Does anybody know this guy's name? I call him Lizard Face. I like Lizard Face. And they they jump off in hyperspeed. There they go. And this thing, this this hyperdrive, this this station that that Morgan is working on. This is the way that you do a Death Star-like thing that's not a Death Star. It's like, what the hell is that thing? And it's like, it's not a big attack weapon. It's a thing that's going to, they're building these rockets out because they're going to go explore places that we can't get to. And if they get there, uh-oh, right? Like, like how did they put together this hyperdrive? How did they put all this together? And it's more of a threat because they have this piece of technology as opposed to, oh, they're going to blow up another planet. They're going to blow this up. This type of storytelling should have been what we had for the new trilogies. This is the type of things, the, like exploring these types of, um, uh, of you know, different things to do besides just the same thing over and over and over again, of planet blowing up or the big old threat. This was, it was eerie. It also combined a lot of the lore and mythology of Star Wars and certain things. People are also talking about, I think with Morgan is, wait a minute, why doesn't she look like a witch? She was from Dathomir. Well, didn't, didn't, I mean, they had Maul lived on Dathomir for a long time. He's not the he's a Zabak or whatever. He there there ton who was she adopted? Was she brought over? Were there humans that live on the planet as well too that they taught the thing? I, that, I mean, come on, that's that's silly. That's 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 a silly gripe um, because she's also Morgan is is becoming a another one whose intent is. I mean, that one scene is pretty eerie as well. With the villains where they all the X wings kind of line up and like they're blocking our path. She's like, ignore them. Great line. Ignore them. Just blast right through them. They're they're gonna be. We're gonna just. We'll destroy them. It, it's not gonna. It's not gonna harm us at all. And the methodical nature of Morgan. They're starting to really define them. And I think that again, um, Balin was was really developed the most in this particular episode. But like I said, there's this. It was a shorter episode, but there's just so much to cover. I mean, there's so much to cover in in this thing. Like the the fact that this was all set up. They. She she says, look, you got you got to block you got to block them. You cannot let you've got to let us load this program up or whatever it might be. And here it is. And he's looking. This is when she says, "Have faith." And he looks up and he's like, "Witchcraft." And 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 she knows she's ready. She is she is determined, and she knows exactly what it's going to take to get there. And they they are they have a clear cut mission. And the same thing. And Balin Balin does trust her for sure. And he you know he's he's following the path. Um, and like that whole thing, this this creepy droid. I love this creepy droid also, where the same time calculations, blah 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 blah. Lord Balin has that it, blah blah blah. And and then as they get to this next fight, our next fight, there's lightsaber fight plot, lightsaber fight plot battle. Um, and then we get to Shin and Smokeface, as we'll call him now. And there, I love how they match up once again. Shin and, and Sabine are going to go for round two. And then we're gonna get Merrick and um and and Ahsoka. And the way they paired it up back and forth, and you see the double blade, everybody's wondering. And I'll tell you this, 
when I was I was in the um, I was in that screening for None Two, and I went on Twitter for like a split second, and I saw I was like the Laura Kelly and Lacey Gillerin's tweets. They, they didn't spoil anything. They said, "Oh my god, oh my god, tweet, uh, are you serious?" Blah, blah 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 blah, all this stuff. And I was like, "Oh no, I don't want to read anymore because they're going to reveal who Merrick is." Is what I thought right now. I'm like, and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, "Oh my god, uh, who who did they who well, who did they reveal?" I'm like, "Who would have kind of gotten that kind of response if that was it?" So I got duped as far as, and I think that's what Filoni's intent was. It was brilliant, and um, because I had said last week when it came to the Merrick side of things. Would I have loved if it was Starkiller and they finally brought Garen into canon and they finally brought Sam Witwer into live action? Absolutely. But I said on, I think it was Monday's episode, I really want it to be no one. Like, it's no one. It's just a freaking, it was. it's just an Inquisitor. Like, and, and, and it's nothing. It, it doesn't need to be anybody. And I love that not only that, they he blew up. And they didn't explain why. Just blew up. Maybe they'll explain later. I don't know. Was he was he created by uh, by Morgan or whatever? You guys, if you know the answer, I don't, I didn't care. Fine, you want to blow him up, blow him up. And somebody, I saw some kind of reports like, oh, is he a smoke monster from Lost? Who cares? He's not Ezra, and that was the best. It was the best for all those people. Are like, this is Ezra. It makes sense that it's Ezra. It makes no sense to be Ezra at all, at all. It made no sense to be anybody. And the only one, if you wanted to make it, even if you made it Star Killer, you'd have to explain so much more. This way, who cares? He was a smoke monster, freaking Inquisitor. Great. No one's talking about him anymore. It's over. Because now everybody's going to be talking about the end. Uh, loved it. And I love the fight. Fight was great, too. And he's he's turning around this thing. Everybody that has been paying attention to the Marek stuff is wondering what kind of reveal it's going to be. The battle happened. Two great battles going on at the same time in the forest as. Both Ahsoka and Ahsoka trusted in Sabine and lets her just kind of do her battle. And I mean, Shin really came to play in this one. Shin, she's for the most part, she's really dominated this fight once again. Um, and the battles are kind of going. It, it's like it, it was a good pace to where you're keeping up with both of them. And it's this is where they, you know, Morgan has to go back, gets on the ship, and it, it's kind of it, it's one of these things where we know that something's coming. Now, are the bad guys going to win? Are they going to catch them in time? Are they going to be able to get the maps for themselves? I think a lot of us, maybe, maybe, maybe not, felt that it was going to go down the road that it did. But the question was, how were we going to get there? Um, and the battles just keep continuing, right? And I love the two battles that they've had with Shin ultimately kind of winning both, even though at the very end, you know, she uses the blaster of it. But then this was reminiscent, this thing between uh, Merrick and Ahsoka. This reminded me of Maul. And Obi Wan, she makes the move. He cuts her. He, she cuts him in half. He, he he blows up, and that's 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 the end of it. Cut back to I. I thought that Shin's reaction to when he died was pretty great. Um, she looks over. She's like, "Oh no, wait a minute!" And then she also and I and the other reason for it is more less of an emotional attachment. Love that reaction, but more of shit. She's gonna get to Balin now, and I'm still dealing here and this is where they don't listen to Huyang though too she's like just go get the hell out of here get the map I'll I'll take care of this and the battle continues between these two with ultimately Sabine being Sabine using that that blaster and uh and Morgan finally just telling Balin all right stay here this is where that Vader kind of emperor 
hired gun kind of thing happens too, though, where you, you kind of know where, and I love that Balin doesn't give a, a look. He knows his job. He knows what he's got to do and he stays back and, and waits. And when Ahsoka gets there and we get this whole kind of understanding of this with the hood up and everything, Balin knows who Anakin was. He knows the history of it. He knows all these things and he knows Ahsoka is. And she tries to throw some shade at him where he's like, yeah, he talked about you all the time. He's like, yeah, I've never mentioned you. He's like everybody knew Anakin, man, uh, but you ain't gonna bother me with your, with your with your shots. You can't cancel me. So he, um, you know, they they have a great conversation. He's trying to get into her head a little bit, and he does. And they finally have a pretty epic battle, the two of them, as they size each other up. And it's a great. It's, it really is a nice, like it's it's a Star Wars kind of battle that I haven't seen in a long time. And where they both light up. And I love the poise. I love the poise of Balin. I love how he's just, he, I mean, he's hes about as calm of a villain. And he he is fighting with anger, though. He is fighting with power. You see the slashes that he's that he's taken. Some of these shots, man, look at how epic the, the framing of these shots. And you can just tell the, the artist in Filoni. I know he didn't direct the episode, but like when, but just how a lot of these frames are and, just the moves, man. The moves that are going down at the same time, and like it was, it was really choreo- I like the choreographing of the of the saber the saber shots and Rosario Dawson doing a great job. Look at that! I love that. Looks like I mean that just looks like a poster. Um, so then you know then we have kind of this back and forth with Morgan on the actual ship as these two are are, are battling it out, and we switch back because there's three things, four things really going on that are going to dictate all this with Hera kind of coming into play in a second too. But as we get to, you see the Mandalorian helmet on the floor, and when this is my this is one of my favorite parts of the whole episode when she when Shin knocks her down, she sticks her hand out for the Force because I was like, oh come on, are we gonna she's gonna do the Force already? And she's like, you have no power, and then boom, shoots at her ass, and she smokes bomb her smokes bomb smoke bombs her and gets the hell out of there. But it is this and this kind of fight that they had when she finally knocks Balin down, she gets to the thing she and this pain that Rosario Dawson shows with Ahsoka when she screams at it and that was unwise an old school kind of line and here comes uh here comes what's her face Shin again after she she disappears this battle that they have down when Balin and Ahsoka are fighting and Shin shows up and you really read it, it was a great, great job by uh, by Rosario Dawson. She looks over and this kind of pain comes over her where she's like, that means that Sabine's probably dead. And you can see it. She didn't, and she didn't have to say anything. You knew that that was the thought process that she had. And and Shin is rightfully so playing her card of, I'm not saying nothing. You want to think that I killed her? That's fine. I just ran away from her. She's probably going to be here in a second anyway. But if it's going to help, great shot of the three of them like kind of looking at each other. And she's super pissed about it. And she just tosses Shin into the rocks, like Sith style, to be honest with you. Like the anger kind of comes out of her, throws her in, but, and this is where I'm talking about that power, Balin. But right when it looks like she's gonna be thrown over the side, this is when Sabine shows up. And when Sabine gets there, it, it puts relief over Ahsoka and it puts us into this moment that they set up earlier that we knew was coming, right? Of, okay, you got a chance now. Destroy it. Do it. And at that moment, it also kind of plays Sabine's hand a little bit to Balin, where she's not doing it. 
and she should be. And it's like he he I don't, you know he could be like all right this is not, we're we're gonna lose here, but she's not doing it. So he knows he's got to he's got to make his move. Great shot here. Uses all the power he can. Knocks the silk off the cliff. Now I will say this. This is one one thing that bothered me just a little bit. Like there's this emotion. Sabine is like no. It's don't you think she should have been kind of like in tears for the rest of it, like really kind of pissed off. She doesn't seem that bothered minus that no scream that Ahsoka's gone. Like she she joins over with Balin pretty quick, whether she's playing a ruse or or, or not, or knowing that she look. I think it was the right move overall. People are gonna go, well, why did she give her the thing? What is she going to do? She's going to beat Balin? She couldn't even beat Shin. She's not going to beat Balin. She knows it. She shot 75 shots at the guy, and he's just like slapping it around. And she she had she had no way out unless she would have blown it blown the thing up. But she wants she wants to see Ezra. So it is it is real from what he was saying to her. And but I just don't think she was upset. She didn't seem that upset minus this one thing of no. And then he turns around. She starts firing at him. I guess that could probably play into her being pissed off. But, but he doesn't. He doesn't slash her down. He could have, and he probably could have just taken the thing out of her hand as well too. But the fact that he says, "Come with me, willingly." I love that he says that. Come with me willingly. Just come on, show a little. And she thinks about it, and you kind of know it because like, at that point, what is she going to do? And she puts it in his hand, and then she starts to. This was funny though for me. I didn't know what was happening. She was. This thing was happening. I didn't know if she would, what if it was like she was starting to get the force, whatever, but she was getting force choked. And and there's another moment to show you the like how I thought this was going to be something right away that they were going to do. And it had been tricked, and I like getting tricked. Um, when Shin has him, and I'm like, okay, she's going to turn against Balin now. And now Sabine's going to be the, the apprentice. Like, what's going to happen? And she's like, release her. And I'm like, okay, she's going to have some battle with him. She's like, all right. And she lets him go. So that's her go. Because she's like, all right, I'm pissed. But this guy's telling me I gotta let her go. Still paying my salary, so I'll let her go. And they and, and they take her on board. Um, and this is when it starts to get pretty crazy for our people in the it, it, with Hera and all that, because as Hera and the crew, Jason, the rest of them are coming in, they see this thing and and I love this one shot. Where's Lizard Face? Um, he's over here somewhere, or whatever he is. Um, but they they reset the whole system. They're back and running. The bad guys are in charge again. And this time, Balin destroys the thing, the thing himself. And now that it's uploaded and he's able to do it, he's like, okay, we're good. No one's following us. We're out. And this, the hyperdrive, everything starts to... This, this droid, by the way, that Morgan's using kind of looks like a Battlestar droid. Um, and she's got that smug look on her face. And that's it. So whatever this thing is, armadillo face they're not launching fighters yeah because they don't have any interest in it they want to get the hell out of here and this was this whole thing when all three of them sabine shin and balin are like what is going on here i, I am because balin even says to morgan at one point if your calculations are for a second we're going to be lost and she's got that cocky look on her face like i know what i'm doing and the sound that is happening with the ship is it's great sounds and i love the concern on shin's face i love the concern on this, definitely more concern for me of Hera getting blown up from Sabine than the loss of Ahsoka, in my opinion. But they're right in range, and she says, "Ignore them, just go right through them." And that's exactly what they do. They light this thing up, and they fire right into these humps, and it is absolutely devastating. Like how a few of I think only Hera, 
um, Carson and like a couple other, or maybe one or two ships survive, but they, they get smashed to smithereens. People are blowing up left and right. And Jason kind of looks at uh, his mom and goes, I got a bad feeling. Not about this, but I got a bad feeling. He's got the Jedi, got the Jedi instincts, man. And then we're back on the we're back on this shot where he where Hu Yang's trying to figure out where is Ahsoka, Lady Tano, where 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 are you at? And this is where we get a confusing thing for people who didn't watch Rebels, I would assume. Because we're through, we go to the ocean, and if you look towards the left here, you see that there's the now we get into the space time. She wakes up, and for Rebels fans, when she's standing right here, you know she's in the world between worlds, which was the thing that happened when she fought Vader uh, in the end of episode uh, season two. That's what happened. She there was a battle that she had with Vader, and then Ezra pulled her through the world between worlds. Now the question is, because she hears a voice, she has a familiar voice, and it is of course. She hears the voice of Anakin Skywalker. She turns around and she sees him. And Anakin's there and she's like, Anakin? And there he is. And then the episode's over. Um, so The World Between Worlds is going to be a very interesting episode. Next, The next episode directed by Filoni, probably going to explain all of this and more. And, and I don't, this is going to be an episode I don't even think we're going to see a lot of the other characters. I think it's going to be just Anakin. I think it's going to be just Ahsoka. And we're going to see different events of how things could play out and how things happen in between and playing with the time-space continuum of uh, in Star Wars in the world between worlds in the way that they did it. Now, the question is, that version of Anakin, when was that? Was that before the uh, it's before he turned to the dark side? Like, did he not? I mean, there's going to be a lot that's going to be explained, I think. It should be in the next one because you're going to have to explain the world between worlds to people who don't know what the hell it is. For people who've never watched Rebels before, and people who have no idea, the casual viewer, you have to under—you have to explain what that is. You just have to. Um, and then the other thing I want to discuss that I know that a lot of people are going to be talking about, and I'm sure Mike and I will talk about it in depth on Sith tonight. Um, the CGI on, on Anakin was pretty bad. It, it, it was—it was like Mandalorian season two Luke style, as opposed to Boba Fett Luke. It—it's just—I I don't get it. Because I it, I feel it's the same team that worked on you know what I think it might be, it, and I think I think this is what it is. It was very similar to me in the same way that with um, Indiana Jones, right? I just watched Indiana Jones again too, and and it's there's sometimes it looks really good, and there's sometimes it's really jarring. This was jarring, and what's even more what's even crazier is that they're only de aging Hayden Christensen by what seventeen years or something like that. Um, but it looks so janky, and I wonder because when they did it for Luke in Boba Fett, they completely just took a young Luke face and stuck it on an actor. But when they de-aged um, both Harrison Ford and Hayden Christensen, it looks like that's when it looked worse. I wonder why that is. But I, I think. A lot of people aren't on the same page with me on this. Some I thought some people who thought it looked good, I thought it looked terrible. Um, but I loved the reveal. I love the idea that he's going to be there, and I hope that they, they, I hope that it's better once we get to next week. I hope that we get more of a Luke, Boba Fett than we get of that, and which is a, a hope because because even watching Indiana Jones again, it is distracting, and it, it's like okay, I got to focus on the scene, but. Um, it's it's just something that your eyes are telling you like oh that that looks not good, 
And you're like, oh, wait, but what did he say? And you had to rewind it. And so I've just, I'm going to just suspend it. And I'm just going to say, I hope that it's good. If it's not, I'm just excited that he's back. I like that he's back. I like that we're going to see the relationship between the two of them. And that was it. That was the episode. And I think it really leads us into this episode five, which is going to be a pure World Between Worlds episode. And we're going to find, and there's going to be some crazy shit going down in this one. At least I think. But now I, I, I leave it to you. What did you guys think of the episode? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Did you think that it worked? Did you think that it was too much battle, too much dialogue, too much, not enough this, not enough that? Or did you think it was perfect? And did you think that it, or do you also, what do you think about how I said that episode three and four should have been one long episode? And how do you think that would have played? Curious to your thoughts on all of it. All right, make sure you hit that button. 100,000, we're almost there, we're almost at 91,000. We should hit 91 today. If all you new peeps are over here and you hit that button, that's exactly what will happen. Uh, also like to thank our friends over at Rocket Money, rocketmoney.com slash big thing. Subscriptions, man, you got so many of them, you don't even realize you have them. You wanna manage them, you wanna make sure that you are uh, looking at everything, whether it's your credit score, all these different things, you manage your finances and it'll tell you what you need to cancel. You ever do that thing where you, you've got oh, yeah, I'm going to use this program and then I'll cancel it next month. You don't cancel, you've been paying for for four years. Rocket Money manages all of it. Rocketmoney.com slash big thing. Sign up today. It'll help you. It'll help this show. And you'll thank me for it. So for everybody, everybody over here, which is just me. So for me, I thank you for joining me today on the show. I appreciate you. And we'll see you on the flip side, everybody. Peace and love. See you next time.